0: Hi, I'm Joe Chura, and I'm about to have a productive conversation with one and only Mike Vardy.
1: Welcome to a productive conversation. I'm Mike Vardy, and I'm joined by Joe Chura, uh, who I've had a few conversations with over the years, but to be able to have him on the program today is just, it's a real treat for me. Now, Joe is an entrepreneur. He's an inventor and an investor philanthropist. He founded and bootstrapped two companies, Launch Digital Marketing and Dealer Inspire, that both became two of the fastest growing companies in America, earning the number 39 spot on the Inc. 500 and number five ranking on Crane's Chicago Fast 50. Joe's passion is using his leadership and health and fitness experiences to help others achieve their goals, which led him to start his podcast, Not Almost There in January of 2021. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Joe on that podcast. You're going to learn more about Not Almost There as well as a lot more about Joe during our productive conversation today. So let's get to it. Here's my productive conversation with Joe Chura. Enjoy. Love it when an intro gets just its own little spice. <laughs> Joe, thanks for taking the time to join me today. I, I, hey, I, thanks for having me, Mike. I'm excited to have the one and only Joe Chura on the show today. We have this has been a long time coming. We the, the as you are listening to this right now, uh, we are uh, six months approximately in the past. Uh, so the, we're we're really far ahead. We're going to get to some conversations about podcasting because you have a podcast yourself, right?
0: not almost there. Yes, I do. And and that's that, that's what it's called. Not yeah. <laughs> almost there. Just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, so his podcast is actually not happening yet
1: as we talk about now because it's not almost there. Actually, I want to get into the the meaning behind that because um you hear about when I first heard the name Not Almost There, the first thing that came to mind was presence. Was like this idea of presence and it actually made me think about the importance of presence. It's kind of like when, when I was doing and I know this is not the way that you're, that you do it, but when I was doing productivity parody earlier on, when I was doing like the eventualism shtick, where it was like, I'm being like a Stephen Colbert type productivity expert, preaching against productivity, but by doing it was actually showing, oh, that's stupid. We should be totally doing what he's saying, like what he's saying against, like what he's professing against. When I, when I heard that phrase and when I first saw it, it was not almost there. I'm like, this is, to me, it was about being present. But I don't think that's, is, is that what it's about? Is there, what, what's to it? And where did it come from?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I, I do think it has an element of presence and has an element of uh, betterment. I mean, there's a million things you can think of, but how it derived was uh, from the 2015 Chicago Marathon I, I did and uh and what happened, Mike, was I I had trained for this marathon. I had never done anything close to it before. It was I had struggled with health and weight and uh and a a lot of issues. I have had a lot of ailments uh in my twenties and, and then thirties and decided to do this marathon. And the first 12 to 13 miles or so of the marathon, I was just loving it. I was I had this runner's high. It was super present. The energy of the Chicago crowd, it was just incredible. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is a marathon. I could do two of these. (laughs) And a mile, right when I crossed mile 13-ish, this guy is holding up this sign. And I remember where it was. It was right outside the loop of Chicago, if anyone knows the area. That's the business district. He's holding this sign, and it says, not almost there. And I look at the sign, and... Immediately, my body manifested what my brain was thinking. And that was simply, he's right. I'm not almost there. I'm only halfway through this. And Mike, what happened is my energy turned into struggle. And every step became more difficult. I started to manifest these issues. I started to get cramps. Uh, I started to have to walk. Like All this physical stuff started happening and I ended up finishing the race but it was a, it was a struggle and I'll never forget that sign it always stuck with me and it really has to do with how the mind plays such a vital and important part in the body so so I became infatuated with that and and thinking about life and that we're not we're not almost there like um and the other thing that happened is 2018, I sold uh, a couple of companies. It ended up being a big acquisition in in Chicago, and I thought I'd be happier after the fact. Right. I thought like that was that would define me as a success. And what happened is, you know, a week after that happened, I was like, "Is this is this it?" And it's and it's not. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just the thing that I realized that once you climb to a mountain, it's great to get the view, but you realize it's the journey. That is the best part of it. So I, I looked at both both of those uh, both of those things in my life as, as really important moments. And when I thought about talking about the story and having people on, like like you've you have many guests on that, hopefully um, improve productivity for people, of course, and make their lives a little bit better. I I do the same thing in my podcast. It's more we touch on productivity, of course. You've been a, you've been a guest on there. But it's it covers the spectrum of uh, mindsets, uh, physical endurance, people that have had stories that have overcome adversity, and knowing that none of us are there. There, we're all not almost there. So, so uh, what's what's interesting about that to to
1: me isn't just the it's the idea of time because when we when I talk about productivity, and I know I get a lot of people that that have this sense of what they what. What productivity is to them, right? Like what, and what I mean is to them, it's what they've been told, right? Like productivity is about being efficient and effective, and you know, getting as much like all that stuff because that's kind of what what it's been. And I think the more time, it's interesting, is you're talking about being in the marathon, and the more time you spend in in something and dwell on it, like that sign, which as i'm sure you probably say it was like just some guy being a smart ass right like just That's being right, a smart ass yeah. just being a smart That's ass right. a it was it was hilarious it was it yeah. was, it was an, a completely innocuous moment but it, you don't get to decide where those moments exist right and i remember as i've been studying this i realized productivity isn't about being efficient and effective on its face it's it's about something much more journey oriented like intention and attention right like those things that you will have until the day you die you will have intentions and you will have attention and when they're gone that means you're gone like there's no more and people get so focused on the outcome or the destination that they don't that that they speed by that stuff do you remember you know in those moments of you talk about like some of the sites you saw like that during that process do you remember? seeing some of the things that happened along the way or was it just at that point, just, I got to get to the end. I got to get to the end. And what's changed if that was the case? Like, do you, when I was listening to Ryan holiday, talk to rich Roll on um, rich, the the podcast that he appeared on when Ryan released courage is calling. And I know you've had rich on the podcast. I think rich spoke at your event too, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Ryan, (laughs) Ryan tells the story about how, when he goes with his family, Uh, to destinations and rich i think pulled this out of him was like you go to see all these monuments right like you go when you go to a city and and ryan goes and does that thing because he realizes and i this has i think a lot to do with the stoic philosophy is it's about the things you see along the way and not the you know not the end because of course um, we know the end is coming that's the only thing we do know so have you during that marathon during those those moments where you had these like i'm not almost there and 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 this this you know, this project of yours, this initiative, this, this, you know, this, this calling came to you. Did you see yourself going, you know, what have I missed? What did I see? Do you recall back things, in, you know, as you were trying to reach an outcome? Or do you notice that way more now? And, and, and what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah, I, I love this question. So, As you were asking it, I was visualizing the first half of that marathon, the first half where I was feeling great, feeling in flow, feeling present. And I vividly remember the route. I vividly remember what happened. In fact, uh, a gentleman had a heart attack like uh, about 50 feet in front of me. I remember that clear as day, the street it was on. I remember turning the corner, going into Boys Town, which is a neighborhood in Chicago where there's a lot of— a lot of uh, stages and people singing and cheering you on. I remember all of that clear as day. What I don't remember is after that sign, because all I was doing is focusing on the ending. And consequently, that was not enjoyable. Um, Same with when I look at my businesses. At some points, I certainly remember all of the Amazing moments and milestones that we've had, but a lot of the journey was was missing toward the end because I was focused on the outcome, and uh, and it's pretty it's pretty interesting when you focus on the outcome, how your mind shifts to that, and you ignore the things around you that are that you find out later that are of significance. Yeah, yeah. Do you meditate? I do. I do. I don't, um, I sense- I sense like I do, but like it, it's, it's, it's not, <sighs> it's not a daily thing. right? I, I wanted to do it daily and I feel like it's arduous at some times. Like as an example, I wanted to do the Wim Hof 30 day challenge and Wim Hof's an amazing individual. I found the process of Wim Hof breathing day after day, uh, a bit laborious. Um, and that and that was just me, and it was just because it would take more for me to do his meditation techniques. And then I was like, you know, I'll just move to Headspace because that's mm-hmm. that's easier. I don't have to like actively feel like I'm exercising while I'm while I'm breathing, and I could just chill. Um, but here's where I do meditate. Uh, I meditate nightly with my son, um, and it's just about two to three minutes at night. And what I found is that works remarkably well. He has a very, very active brain as as many young kids do. And he can he has a hard time shutting things down. And over the last uh, 90 days plus, we've been doing Headspace together. We do a little nighttime meditation. And within two minutes, both of us are out. I end up waking up a lot in his bedroom in the middle of the night or in the morning. <laughs> so it's, just so, it's just so great. But, but I, I'd like to start my day with more of a meditation. And it just, I got to be honest with myself. It doesn't happen as often as I would, would like for it to, but definitely at night I, I use it as a way to wind down. Um,
1: how old are you, how old are your kids now? Like, and, and so how old are your kids? You have how many?
0: Nine, 11 and 23. Okay. So the, I guess, so- I guess now that we're in the future though, they'll be uh, <laughs> nine, nine, 12 and 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Have you noticed since you've
1: adopted the, the not almost there kind of way of, of operating, let's just use that as the, that those moments stand out more with them as well. I mean, I, I know when, when I was working for Costco, when I was trying to make my way up or when I was trying to even do the comedy thing, like when I was trying to, you know, which is why I stopped. Like my wife was like, look, I mean, you could go and try to make a go of this thing. Um, You know, if you've, went 100%, but you know that if you leave Victoria to go to Vancouver to do stuff like that, and there was an opportunity, I don't think I've ever told this story, um, I got accepted to Vancouver Film School. Like, I was going to be able to go to Vancouver Film School for their writing program, and the teachers of the writing program at that time were the people who created a little show called Mad Men. Um, and they, wow. were, they were running it. Uh, yeah. I think, actually, during the time that, I was deciding that that, uh, and I ended up not doing it. Um, that's when they got the deal. So then someone else took over. But um, my wife was like, "You can go. You can live in Vancouver full time. You know, we'll split it and all that stuff." She goes, "But, but, and, and I don't remember the particulars of the conversation, the exact words, but I do remember the tone, and I do remember the the mood. And it was like, but you, you, it was kind of like you know that if you go down this path." That it could cause like we could end up, you know, there's gonna, we we could have divergent paths, right? Like if you decide you want to go do Hollywood and do all that stuff. And it was like, I, it wasn't the, the call of that wasn't as strong as the call of being around my family. Cause at that point in time, I think I was still trying to do both the productivity thing and the acting thing. I wasn't doing, I wasn't exclusively in one or the other. No, looking back now I'm like man that was a good call because I mean I get to see my son every day we're just we're now he's now into pro wrestling we watch pro wrestling together which was something that I didn't think I would be able to do but I've also learned from him along the way that he really wants to play with me all the time he's adjusted his play things that he wants to do to my my uh interests so that we can hang out more and I noticed it I've journaled it and I've paid attention he's a smart smart guy he's uh he'll still be 11. As this airs, Um, since now doing what you're doing now and with not almost there, have you noticed that, especially because your kids are so varied in age, the difference between what it was like with the oldest and now what it's like with the youngest? Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at 1Password.com slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash timecrafting. All lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business.
0: Oh yeah. I mean it's it's night and day and it's pretty interesting because I I know this has happened with, with Rich Roll. Like the and his kids at different ages and how they grow up is different. And it could be different from the time you give them to the the economics to the environment in which they're living. And, and it it is, it is much different and, and the situation. So my 23 year old daughter, not to go on a tangent, but she never, we never lived together full time. So it was, it was less of a, I felt less as of a fatherly figure and more of like a really good friend that, Mm. that she's going to be with me every every other weekend. I'm going to mentor her and her life and help support her. Um, Then, the experience I have with my kids that are here every single day. And, and that wasn't, you know, that was, that was a card, um, you know, that neither of us kind of choose that we were just kind of dealt that card. And I mean, I was very young when I had her. So it was a completely different experience. I wasn't even able to take care of myself, let alone a kid. I was like 20 years old when she was born. Um, so we were growing up together really my kids now, it's much different and what I realized Mike and I actually took this you know how like you YouTube scroll sometimes or you're like and you'll pick up little little snippets from people um, and I don't tend to do this a lot but when I do I I tend to land on something that resonates with me and and out of out of all things what I what I ran up what I ran across is this video from Ben Affleck talking about, his divorce and, and the, the impact it had on him not to see his kids. And what he realized is it wasn't the big moments of taking them to on vacation somewhere. It was those little moments. And yeah. what I found is the best parts of my day are taking my kids to school and picking them up. And I didn't have that with my first daughter and I didn't ever realize that was even a big thing, but it's as I get older and a little more wiser it's really important that those little moments are, are there because the, that that is what I feel makes the biggest difference, especially in fatherhood.
1: Did you have that with your father? Like, I know I'm, I, I'm right with you on that. I did not. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that those moments are incredibly important and and, and yet you don't realize them in the moment. You reflect on them. Like, yeah. there will be days where my daughter, who's 16, is chatting with me in the, like, in in, you know, in the living room. And she's just chatting about her day. And in, in in a moment, as present as I'm trying to be, all of a sudden, my brain goes back to, remember when you were walking through the hospital hallway holding her? And I'm like, holy crap, this is like a person, like a full-fledged, right, like, right. Full, she's she's driving a car now. Like, this is, and it's just yeah, like, it's wow. And, and then she's like, dad, are you, like, I get a little, like, my eye, she goes, dad, are you, what's, are you okay? I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I was just, you know, some, you know like it was, but um, did, I didn't have that with my dad. And it's not because, I, I mean, he didn't have the greatest role model as a father either, but also it was a different era. Like, I mean, my kids have never known me not to be someone who is working from home for the most part. Right. I mean, I've been doing this for well over a decade now and that's what they know. Um, It was it like, I mean, those moments I think, and I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think those little moments, they matter more because we, we maybe didn't have them as much and we didn't, maybe we didn't even think we could get them because it wasn't something that was, that happened. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. It sounds like our stories are similar, but yeah, my dad and I had a very tumultuous relationship and that's multiple podcasts in itself, probably not even for this podcast, but, (laughs) but, but yeah, I mean, the stories I remember are, are, are not the ones you'd want to remember. It's, it is, uh, they're not the small, like taking me to school Mm -hmm. things. It's, uh, more of like me trying to wake them up to take me to school (laughs) (laughs) or, 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 or conversely, if, I mean, I
1: mean, like the, the moments where you go on this big trip, because like, so those things for me, like that, that was part of it too. Like, you know, day to day, not a lot of time, but it was like, let's go on this big trip. But those were so few and far between I much would have rather had those moments along the way. Right. So I'm, and I think sometimes, and this is not to, to crap on anybody's parents or anything. Cause my, I mean, everybody's done this. I, I think we all struggle with this to a degree, especially when it comes to time and attention, cause life is moving pretty quickly is to, you know, um, in, in, in a lot of instances, it's just like, sometimes you learn what to do from someone, but sometimes you learn what
0: not to do from someone. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's right on. And there's, uh, there's always things that you can glean from people, uh, good, good and bad. But yeah, it was just that it was, it was the one, um, just little snippet that really helped me recognize the importance of those small moments.
1: Um, as we as we make our way through our conversation here, um, I want to talk about having conversations because you you have many on your podcast, and I mean, you've also I want to talk a little bit about some like what no not almost there has become since you started it, but. Before we hit record, we started talking about like talking to people and having like deeper conversations. And, you know, I like to think that I try to do that more often than not uh, when it comes to this podcast. That's why it was renamed a productive conversation from the Productivityist podcast, because number one, my brand name at the time was hard to say and hard to spell. (laughs) (laughs) But also it's really what I try to do. So, um, you know, I I mentioned to you and I mentioned earlier on in this episode about Ryan holiday's book, courage is calling and how I've been reading it. And, uh, it's tricky for me to do that and consume all the content that I want to consume. That's that's, I think is going to be valuable because yes, I get a lot of books. I get a lot of stuff from other people that I have conversations with and I want to make sure I go in deep. Um, how how has that journey for your podcast been because early on it wasn't like that for me i would be like it would be very surface oriented I have a tell and we haven't gotten there yet which is great but it's like so Joe tell me about the apps you use if, if listeners have listened long enough they go oh Mike ran out of questions and the conversation isn't going well that's what that means so now they're going to go back yeah. in the archives and see which ones didn't land as much as Mike would have liked but but that the evolution of your of your podcast and the evolution of the conversation like has it always been like I'm going deep and you know that's that's the hill I'm going to die on every single time, or was it initially about let's get this out there and then let's let's evolve it and go
0: deeper over time? Yeah, that's it's a it's a great question. So um, first, this podcast was new for me in 2021, and this stemmed from uh, from a few things, but one of which is a conference that I had. I'd have a year this yearly conference called Refuel that has grown from nothing to. Uh, last year we had 10,000 attendees raised about uh, $80,000 for charity. It was all virtual last year. This year will be a hybrid event. Mm -hmm. And it started off as a, as a, as a day to give back to my employees. My company was growing and I wanted a day for them to have a reprieve and recharge and refuel for, for the upcoming year and, and not concentrate on work, but focus on them, focus on themselves. So I'd, I'd have this conference every year. And then there'd be a big lull. There'd be this void. And it was just like a uh, high being on stage. And then that high would go away that next day. I'm like, Hey, a good way to keep this going is by um, creating a podcast and, and creating a, a weekly, my initial ideas, short videos. And then my first conversation was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, I can't. So, so once I had that conversation, I was like, all right, I just can't. Or right. it just doesn't feel authentic to me to have very short conversations, meaning right. like 10, 10, 20 minutes. Like it's hard to get into deep into something. Also, uh, you mentioned Rich Roll. I really love his podcast, I love the deep conversations that he has. So, um, so I've tried to do the same thing. And the only way to do that for me is to dive deep into someone's history or or what they've done. And and typically um, like you, most people have books or publications and you have to, you have to read them or you have to actually have a true understanding. I find it shocking that people would have folks on that have written books and not have read at least most of the book or at least an outline of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and not really understand what it's about. And, And I don't even know where that happens. I don't, I don't tend to follow those podcasts, but what what ends up happening, Mike, is you, you don't have time for a lot of content that you just want to use. You want to pick up a book on a beach and read it, right? Like that type right. of feeling like, of like, I'm going to do this for a leisurely activity, not for a purpose, like having a podcast. So it's been uh, it's been an effort and I'm juggling a bunch of other things, including running a lo- large company and starting a new venture um, and uh, having the podcast, uh, having refuel, so I find it challenging to find time for that leisurely uh, content absorption, for lack of better words, and reading and listening to other things I would normally have done.
1: But Joe, tell me about the apps. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so, even, you cannot ask me that question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, first off, did you, let's let's give some context to the business because the listener right now is going. So wow, ten thousand like not almost there is, is that, that's, that is the venture that you, and it's not even the venture that you just alluded to. Um, Can you talk about the, the, the balance that you've got going on? Because I mean, obviously the content balance, and one of the things that just as a sidebar that I've done with, with my own content absorption is, I used to ask for physical books for every single person, not just as a qualifier, but I could see it. And now I finally, finally relented and got a Kindle, Paperwhite, and I'm using Readwise, which is a fantastic tool. And I'm linking it to Obsidian. So that way the notes go in there. So that's, there you go. I'm telling you about the apps I use. Um, But that way I don't, because sometimes it's that visual thing that I'm like, I have so many of these books to read. Whereas if it's like the Kindle is where all this stuff lives... I can go take it with me to, you know, here, there, everywhere. Right. So that I've, I've made some adjustments and I think that that you need to evolve, you know, especially if you want to maintain that sense of harmony and balance. So as you've been, you know, you added this podcast to the mix, as you've been kind of digging deeper into not almost there and do, and this other venture that you're working on, like, what are all the things because, and, and then how do you make sure that all the things don't lose, which are your intentions really get the attention that they deserve.
0: Yeah. First of all, I think we're kindred spirits because I was the same way. I have this like crazy office full of books, physical books. And I was like, man, it's really hard to take notes for these podcasts. So using Readwise, pushing it to Notion and Evernote just in case. And then I use that to to make my notes on, but oh my God, that's been a game changer for me so far. And I think, I think in the future, and then the Readwise daily email that they send out to summarize your highlights, I think is money too. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, as, as, far as, uh, as far as setting time for certain things or, or figuring this out, um, my, uh, my day is not, I, I don't ha- I'm not on a regimented schedule like you or many of your guests are. And that's because each day is a little bit different and that's okay for my life right now. And I say that because um, I am on the executive team of a public company I am running a, created a podcast, created a big conference called Refuel. The same time, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a father. um, And then also I'm creating a new venture. And by the time this comes out, Go Brewing, uh, the first non-alcoholic brewery in Illinois will, will have, will exist. And hopefully it'll be right around our, our our grand opening. Um, And managing all of those things requires flexibility. And it requires me having a baseline in the morning that, that I tackle and I make sure is a regimented, no, um, no, uh, you know, there's no deviating from it. And that's a five 30. I'm workout with my wife until seven ish. And then that gives me a half hour to catch up on things. And then I take my daughter and son to school and I come back home and I start my day. And typically that, that, that day starts with, um, my CEO role and my role at, uh, dealer inspire, which, uh, now we have 800 employees. So I manage all of that. I try and play a bit of offense there. And then depending on the day, I'll have obligations here and there for my, my other things that I'm working on. And then later at night, I pick up where I left off, but it's, you know, every day is a little bit different. Um, I say that, because I find uh, any sort of downtime that I have and this term multitasking, I know is taboo, but I think multitasking with a purpose uh, is meaningful. Like if you can do something mundane at the same time, learn like driving in a car, listen to a podcast, listen to an, an audio book. If you're doing chores or I'm not doing chores anymore, <laughs> I give chores to my kids, but if I'm doing like tasks around the, the, the house, the same thing will, will apply. So it's making the best of these moments that you have to, uh, to learn and to read up on your guests and your contents. Like certainly if I just had, if I had a block of time every day, that time would, would be, um, would be tough because again, I need that flexibility in my life yeah. right now.
1: Yeah. Your days are dynamic, by the way.
0: Yeah. I'm really trying to kill the term multitasking,
1: not because I don't think yeah. that it happens, I prefer tandem tasking because it there just sounds cleaner. It's just yeah. like if you're on, if you're on like a, then. Yeah. right? If you're on a spin bike and you're listening to an audio, but you're tandem tasking. You're doing two things. I, Cause like I think, I, and again, with multitasking, because let's face it, I mean, businesses and and and. I mean, if you've read Greg McKeown's uh, essentialism, you know that the word priorities has been bastardized and corrupted over the years, right? The word priority is not what you think it is, just like inbox zero isn't what you think it is necessarily. So if you can – but we all know that these things exist. So instead of trying to abolish them outright, like what if you – because we know with multitasking, if you divide your attention up amongst several things, the percentage of attention is – Appropriately distributed. If you tandem task, then it's like, okay, well, it's generally 50 50, right? You're splitting. So, I mean, when I'm dry, like when I go for a walk, I'm going to listen to a podcast. That's tandem tasking. I got my walk in and I got to learn along the way. Right. So thing, and I can actually in, on drafts cause man, I'm telling you all my apps drafts app on my phone. I can actually write when I'm going for a walk. So that would be a form of, so I, I think if we, let's, let's get that word into the zeitgeist a bit more because then all of a sudden people are like, Oh, I'm just tandem tasking. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's uh,
0: I love that because when I say multitasking, people are like, what? You're multitasking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, not, I'm not paying attention to two different things. Right. I am I am doing this this task that is uh, not requiring a lot of thinking, and I'm focusing my effort, my brain power on something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, the basal ganglia is taking care of the one that you've done, the, the mundane, like, I'm driving. I mean, we all know that, you know, driving is a project essentially when you're learning it. But once you've done it often enough, it's just you get in the car and go. So what can you do while you're doing that? And the brain does stuff in the background anyway. Like most of that episode of Rich Roll's podcast that I was uh, listening to uh, with Ryan Holiday, I was driving. Like I was in the car or I was doing something else. I wasn't sitting and right. actively. You know, that's that's the way I think. I mean, because, yeah, time time moves on whether we want it to or not. So we got to leverage it uh, in whatever way we can. Um, Before we wrap up, uh, I want to uh, just touch on the – the future of not almost there, which is interesting because you're not almost at the future yet. Clearly with yeah. the way that, it is. um, what are you, what, what would you like to see happen? And what are some of the intentions you're setting to get that, to, like for, for the, for that brand or for that, that initiative that you've got out there, because you, you do have a lot going on. Um, and I think that, you know, I've got the shirt. Yeah, I mean, you sent me a shirt after I was on the podcast, I wear it. It's in my, it's in my regular rotation, um, and I think that it's it's uh, something that more people need to understand is like, look, um, if you start, it, it, if it's just there, then it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm done now. But if you have that I, that mindset and of of look, I've still got a ways to go. Um, there's power in that as long as you you know understand how you're going to use that power and you're responsible with it.
0: Yeah. It- that's so right on. So i I would say that it's it's kind of funny, Mike. When I started the podcast this year, my goal was just to create one podcast a week and have guests and be a funnel for information from my guests to my audience. And that audience was an audience of zero, and that has grown uh, over time. But I'd say going into season two, and we will be in season two by the by the time this comes out, I don't have any big. Uh, I'm not doing this to monetize it. I'm not doing it for any sort of other reason than just to take one week at a time. And, and, you know, hopefully I'll have, I'll have more in the, in, in the bank as, as you certainly have done a great job producing and finding a flow of your show. Mine is, uh, I'm just taking it week by week. I mean, certainly I try and get ahead of our, our schedule a bit and I want to do a better job next year, but I want to continue to, Build this, um, and just see where it takes me. Because I, I will tell you what. This year, I've learned so much about the art of having conversations. I've learned so much about the uh, the importance of focusing less on the quality of like cameras everywhere and the production, and more about having meaningful content that people can get a lot out of and focusing on the audience and not myself. And, and also um, is really, it's really kind of led me down this path of what, what is my why? Like I struggled when I sold the businesses to figure out what that was. And I knew that the secret I found in life was giving back made me feel the The best, and that's what Refuel did, and that's what this podcast does, and that led me to this this venture that I alluded to just a minute ago of Go Brewing. I created this event called Go, which was uh, an offshoot of Refuel, which focused on action plus inspiration. So people had to start the day with a five k run, and then they got to hear from Rich Roll. Then they had to do jujitsu and self defense training. They got to hear from Jordan Burroughs, and it was just this unique event, and it was called Go. And Go has just been this, these, this word that's been in my mind for the last decade, for whatever reason, it has a lot of great connotations to it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I thought about what has helped me in my life physically, it was reducing alcohol consumption and not necessarily teetoling, but saying, okay, if I like the ritual of having a beer, why don't I, why don't I switch that out with a non-alcoholic beer and bringing that education and a good product to other people really started to resonate with me to say, man, I have an opportunity to help people change their lives in a physical way, not just right. by talking to them, but by by giving them an opportunity to take action that was a little bit different and changing up their routine. And and I'll say that just following the course of these weeks, not even thinking about it, just just by letting it be, I know that may sound cliche, but like, I'm just letting it be like I'll have a conversation and all of a sudden I ended up at Jim quick's house uh, yesterday, which yep. this is, this is October um, of, of uh, 2021. I ended up at Jim quick's house. I'm like, how am I even here? Well, yeah, it's stunning.
1: And and um, if you go in with, so it's, you know, it's funny um, yesterday as we're, so this is again in October, I went and had a lunch with someone who I thought initially was like, I want help with my productivity turns out they want to build an app and they wanted to talk to somebody who knew a little bit about it. And that's something I've been thinking about for a while, but it's been, and again, sometimes things take the time they take. And if you let it be, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, maybe now this is the time. And maybe not. But that's the great thing is we just had a conversation. We had lunch. We ate sushi. We chatted about it. I said, you know, here's some of my stuff. Take a look at it. And uh, we're tabling it till the beginning of 2022. So, again, by the time you listen to this, we might be in some form of development. But, yeah, I think I think that's the – I think we, we tend to not act with this – self-empathy or grace around some of this stuff we're like we got to get this done because if we don't get it done then it's not going to happen but like you say it's 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 there's the the journey is the thing if we pay attention a bit more to the journey sometimes the outcomes that we get along the way are things that we didn't really think were going to happen at all let alone in that at those moments in time right like you're 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 your, uh, your, your, your non-alcoholic uh, brewing company, which by the way, we, we've we we've chatted briefly about beer before because I'm a beer fan mm-hmm. too. I am not a teetotaler at all, um, but I've come up with, a, I want to be either a two totaler or a three totaler. Right. So that's the rule. <laughs> like, yeah. It depends on the time of year. And then I will switch to that. But we don't have, and this is an interesting thing because I've, uh, you know, and, and I know we'll, we'll go down a bit of a rabbit hole before we wrap up, but I've, I have, I have, I've seen in, especially in the in the states, the rise of non alcoholic breweries, like and the rise of temperance with beer and with cocktails and things like that. This idea of let's not have, we just want the the social aspect of it. We don't want to be the people that oh we're gonna we're gonna go for a you know we're all going out to the pub, someone's got to drive or I you know I've got something right. big tomorrow morning. Uh, how do I how do I do this? Well, you can have a coke or you can have a water or something like that. No, I want to have not and I don't want to just have. A, an O'Doels or like some other crappy non-alcoholic you want The beer. same
0: social experience.
1: Right. Yep. And O'Douls will now no longer ever sponsor the Air Productive Conversation podcast. But that's okay because we have some up here, but we don't. Where I live in Victoria, we have so many breweries, and not a single one does a non-alcoholic beer. Same here. And it's so to me, I don't know enough about it. You probably know more about it. You would know more about it now. You're starting. But to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't seem like it would be a hard thing for a brewery making beer to go, maybe we should make one that doesn't have like that. That's, you know, quote, alcohol free, because I've seen some sessions that are coming out at 3%. I'm like, well, you've got a table beer at 3% here which is, you know, a table beer in Canada. I don't know what the levels are for table yeah. beers in India. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, to me, it doesn't seem like it would be a hard thing to accomplish, but there's no intention to do it. There's no – maybe there's no – for them, it's like, well, who's going to buy it? But we're seeing a rise in that, which is why you're going down that path, right?
0: Yeah, I think you'll see more and more breweries doing it for sure. But that's uh, – it's it's one of these things that it's it's not about – abstinence It's about just habitual drinking and just Mm -hmm. putting something else in your hand. That's a little, a little healthier, a little less bad for you, but it's, you know, like, like yesterday, as an example, I had a craving for a draft beer. Like I love, I love that experience of pouring beer in a glass or having a draft beer and to have the product taste very similar and not have the side effects of a hangover, loss of loss of uh, productivity, um, the safety issues you can have while, while driving and the myriad of, of, of other things. is just so critical and huge that, and, and it's there. So um, I think the opportunity lies with building a brand and focusing on it. So we're known for it because you're never going to go to, even Heineken has a great Heineken zero, but you're never going to think Heineken and associate that.
1: No, it's great. And, and the reason that I like that one to a degree is because, you, you when so, there's also the social aspect of people who see you drinking a non alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. There's still that 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 um stigma around it, right? Where what Heineken's done, Bex did it too, although Bex's is not nearly as good, is you can hold a Heineken zero point zero. Most people go, Oh, that's he's just drinking a Heineken, right? Or they're just drinking a Heineken. Which but I think that's going away. I think the people who want to drink non- non-alcoholic beers are going, I don't give a crap if you're looking at me drinking, you know, an athletic right. – because athletic brewing is the one that's in the States that we can't get up here. We have one called Partake that's up here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's I've quite good. It's qu- it's quite good. But, yeah, to get one that's as close as you can get to that exp- – because, I mean, you and I are beer nerds, so we're going to be even more critical of, you know, <laughs> Of what it tastes like, and you can't fool the palate, right? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean product is vital, and and we need to get that right before anything else. But yeah, Athletic is is the fastest growing brewery for the last two years. Um, period, non alcoholic and alcoholic wow. in the wow. in the U.S. So it's uh, there's a market there for sure, and uh, and. My thing is to figure out how how do you get non alcoholic beer in kegs and serve it at restaurants so you can have the same experience as someone drinking a regular beer.
1: I'm excited to see what this hap- what, 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 how this turns out, and more. Moreover, once and I mean again, as we're in 2022 at this point, I've already taken one trip to the states as of this recording. I'm looking forward to getting to the states and having a beer with you. I've never been to Chicago. It's one of those cities that's on. It's one of the one of the few American cities I haven't been to that's on my bucket list. Uh, that I still haven't gone to. So we're going to have to get down there and have...
0: We'll have a beer, and then we'll have
1: a go... It's a go... Go Beer is going to be called a go... It's go brewing,
0: uh, right? Go brewing, yeah. And there'll be a variety of beers uh, in our we'll first skews, yeah.
1: We'll have to share a pint of one of those as well. Uh, Joe, yeah. thanks so much for having uh, a productive conversation with me today. Where can people
0: keep up with you and your work? You can go to anonymousthere.com. You can follow anonymous on Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is Jay Chura. Uh, I'm everywhere on social media, so feel free to reach out. Again, Joe, this has been awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mike.
1: Big thanks to Joe for joining me on the show today. Always a big thanks when guests join me. If you want to make sure that you catch everything that we talked about, the links, everything that you want to do and follow to keep up with Joe, just head to productivityist.com slash podcast 414. And if you want to support the sponsors of this program, the ones you heard during our conversation and help support the show in the process, go to productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors to make that happen. You also want to support the show by subscribing to the show. If you enjoyed what you're listening to today, I highly encourage you to do that. We've got a lot of great episodes coming down the pike including my conversation next time with Ian Morgan Cromwell where we finally figure out what number I am on the Enneagram uh, spectrum. I'm looking forward to that. And I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just hit that subscribe button. That way you can make sure you get that episode delivered to you lickety-split and you can also find all of our past episodes quickly and easily in our archives. That's it for now. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.